I'm Miriam. And I'm Elise. Two friends bound by the love of books. Taking on the world one chapter at a time. This This is the Bookbound Besties Podcast. Hey, Bookbound Besties! Welcome to episode three. Today we're going to be talking about Fourth Wing chapters seven, eight, and nine. Mm -hmm. And before we get into it, let's catch up a little bit because... We haven't seen each other in like two weeks. I know. Um, We had pre-recorded the previous episodes because it was the holidays and stuff and Miriam was going on vacation. So how was that? It was great. I'm really, really lucky. My dad takes me, my sister, my brother, and our Mm -hmm. significant others on a family vacation every year right after Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's such a special time for us to just spend together, uninterrupted, quality family time. And uh, I am a sucker for a beach vacation. I love to just plop myself on the beach with a cocktail in one hand and my Kobo mm-hmm. in the other hand and nobody t- talks to me <laughs> and just spend the time soaking in the sun, reading, relaxing. I love it. And how many books did you read? So I read Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Mm-hmm. This is my third Emily Henry book. I think she's she's got four. Yeah. Loved. hmm Actually, I read that one towards the end of my trip and I cried on the plane ride. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I've seen like a few like TikToks of people being like, this was one of my favorite books of the year kind of things. So. Yeah. She writes beautiful characters mm-hmm. and the banter in this one was top notch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I loved her books. So I read that one. I read From Blood and Ash, which mm-hmm. is uh, apparently, well, it's marketed as for people who love SJM and I loved it as well. The beginning part I was kind of intrigued and I was, it's a very long mm-hmm. series with a companion series as well. So yeah. I think that the world building required a lot of time. So I was interested, but I wasn't kind of like I was hooked, but I wasn't really, I don't know, but it hit a point mm-hmm. where I was just like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah. I read the hollow by Agatha Christie and I'm like, I hate to say this, yeah. but I didn't love it. I know. I read uh, Agatha Christie this year, too. I read The Halloween Party because uh, the new movie was based on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just – it's a short book, and it was so repetitive. So it made me, like, I just – I had so much trouble, like, focusing on it. And I'm like, yeah. it's, like, 250 pages. Like, I should be able to read this. That's the thing. I've been working my way through the mm-hmm. Agatha Christie bibliography, Same. so I'm about halfway through. And I don't know if maybe she hit a slump or like, – I don't really know what it was, mm-hmm. but I found – it really tough to get through, mm-hmm. and I usually love yeah, Agatha Christie, totally. so it was yeah. kind of weird. I read uh, the Royal, no, not the Royal We. I read the Air Affair, which is okay. the sequel to the Royal We, which is loosely based off of Will and Kate, okay. which I liked. But again, I was just like, I don't know, maybe it just was too long. I'm not too sure, but okay. it was good. What else did I read? I feel like I read another. Where's my TikTok? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay, and then the last book that I read was Without Merit by Colleen Hoover. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was interesting. I think Colleen Hoover, I know some people hate on her. A lot I've of people, never read a Colleen Hoover, but I know she's like a best-selling author. All yeah. her books are best-selling books, but I've just, I don't know. I never made the jump. I like her. Mm-hmm. I liked It Ends With mm-hmm. Us. A lot of people like to be snobby about it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I've read a couple of her other books 
last year. Mm -hmm. And Without Merit was actually really interesting. It's about a really dysfunctional family. The main character's name is Merit. And um, yeah, there was a little, it was actually really interesting. I was not expecting this from this book. There was a little bit about the Syrian civil war. And as a Middle East, like I'm a Middle Eastern person. And so having that be, and like the Arab Spring be a part of like a very mainstream book. I was yeah. kind of like, oh, this came out of nowhere, but like I'm all for it. The yeah. fact that like the, the the male love interest is Syrian. And okay. so he, he talks a little bit about what happened in Syria during the Arab Spring, how Syria unfortunately was unable to overthrow their dictator the way Egypt right. was and uh, Libya was and other countries in the Middle East. And, you know, there's like a little bit of like, little bit of Arabic in there. Anyway, it was just oh, kind cool. of different. And I wasn't were, you, were you able to read it? What? The Arabic. Oh, well, I mean, it's written in English. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like written in. No, 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 no. It was written in English. Okay. But yeah, anyway, I just thought it was. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, very different. Anyway, so those are, so I think that's five. I read five. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, in 10 days. Not bad. I mean, yes. Yeah. I know you read fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin read one book. Well, that's amazing. Good for him. <laughs> I really wanted him to finish his book earlier in the yeah. trips that, because he told me that as soon as he finished his book, he would read Fourth Wing. Yeah. He's going to read Fourth Wing? He says. So he says. <gasps> but he's been saying he's going to read Fourth Wing for like months. Like since Iron Flame came out, he okay. said he was going to read Fourth Wing. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold it to him now. <laughs> yeah. You have to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to get uh, on his case. So, funny. so Scott actually listened to or has been listening to our podcast and he's like super invested and he's impatient about like the next episode being put out, which I love, but he hasn't read the book. So what's he doing? I don't know. <laughs> he's reading other books though. So like, whatever, I'm not going to complain. He's reading. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> How was your holiday? It was good. I mean, I stayed, um, in Montreal, so it was a winter. Um, we tend, we toggle between our Christmases. So Scott has family in the States. So this year was a Canadian <laughs> Christmas, but uh, it was fun. We just like did family things. We went up to a cottage and enjoyed wintry, uh, very different landscapes. Uh, <laughs> That's not but, my yeah. idea of fun. Um, I am very much a warm <laughs> weather person. Well, you know, sitting by a fire and reading. It's nice. a vibe. It's nice. Yeah. Um, Actually, when you put the poll up on our Instagram, your view won. Really? I'm pretty sure it did. I didn't. I wasn't able to look at the results, but really? that's just because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> but I only read two books. Um, but I read Divine Rivals. Yes. Which I say read, but I listened to an audiobook. Um, which was my first audiobook. How did you find it? I really I enjoyed it. It took me a minute to like allow my brain to focus on it properly. Um, I definitely listen better like driving for some reason because I'm used to listening, I guess, in, to radio. But uh, yeah, no, I, I listened to Divine Rivals, um, which was fantastic and heartbreaking. And I was so very upset at the end. So I have not started the next one, but I'm also, I have trouble like when I'm taking like emotional blows, like I need time. Like yeah. I, can't, I cannot just jump into the next thing or next I'm the opposite. I exactly. need to consume, 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 consume. Yeah. So I needed time. Um, and then I finished um, A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yep. And talking about emotional blows. <laughs> Elise actually sent me last night a picture of herself with tears. And I was just like, girl, yeah. I sobbed that hard. When I finished it the second time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It gets the, you every time. The last 
200 pages, I want to say. Classic SJM. Just has like twists and turns and discoveries and, and happiness and sadness and touching moments and just emotional turmoil. And like, I was, I would be reading in bed and like, gasping audibly and like Scott just turns to me he's like what and I'm like no it's just such a plot twist (laughs) like I didn't know because he hasn't read the series and doesn't know much about it um but yeah so he hasn't read it so he didn't know much about it but he's just been very supportive (laughs) through my whole reading and then I finished it I actually finished it last night so uh I was down to the last like hundred pages and I was like love like I need to read this and he was like (laughs) okay dinner's ready do you want to read through dinner like (laughs) he was like super supportive about it but I was like crying oh yeah just like full-on crying just wait till you start throwing a glass because (laughs) I cried through the last 250 pages of Kingdom of Ash yeah I made it to page 750 and I was like I am a tough broad I made it everyone says this book destroys you emotionally and I survived I know and then I hit page I don't know 750 or something and yeah no a friend of mine actually said the same thing like just wait until you read Thonograss and like yeah yeah that's what I've heard (laughs) I I remember I read this particular scene um I don't know like anyway I read this particular mm-hmm. scene before, right after I finished work, before I went to the gym and I show up at the gym with like red puffy eyes yeah. and then I did my workout and I went to dinner at my dad's and I had the book with me and I kept, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table before dinner and I'm sobbing and my brother's looking at me funny. My dad's like so used to this that he, Justin's embarrassed. He's like, I don't know her. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we're having dinner now. So I'm still crying and I'm, eating dinner with tears still straight. Like, you know, like I'm not actively crying, yeah, yeah, but you know, but you're still crying. Yeah, I used to have so, the, yeah. yeah. So for dinner and then we come home and I, yeah, had like a hundred pages left and I was like, I'm not going, I cannot yeah. start another day on this emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, I was like, it's finished. I'm it's finishing finished, it now. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I think, yeah, I, I would say overall in the series, it's still a great book. It's probably the hardest read because there's so much like on the war Mm -hmm. and stuff which I guess is a mini spoiler but it's just it's more it's less mist and fury yeah (laughs) but which is fine and it was still interesting it was still super interesting and I still liked it but I could see people who are like super not into that yes be less into the book yes yeah the thing is this series Akatar yeah and Throne of Glass yeah. and Crescent City form a multiverse. Yeah. So you're getting hints to the multiverse in Wings and Rune. There's not that much. It really starts in Frost and Starlight, which you're mm-hmm. about to begin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, it was yeah. just just an observation. But that being said, I find e- all three books so far have been very distinct stories very like though it's all the same characters same world like they're all very different yeah. journeys which has been interesting and refreshing so. yeah you don't feel like it's just the rinse same. and repeat yeah exactly yeah. so um anyway i'm excited to continue that journey uh, i can't wait to continue <laughs> to witness you experiencing um, these books it's so much fun for me to witness all of my friends fall in love with these books and these characters that mm-hmm. i loved so much and to witness them experience all these emotions is kind of like a chance for me to witness them or experience them once again. Yeah. And it's just a nice feeling. And it's what I'm hoping we're going to be able to do through Bookbound Besties yeah. is try to get other people 
to fall in love with the books that we're so in love with and kind of feel like they're in the room chatting with us. Yeah, exactly. That's really sweet. I love that. (laughs) So anyway, we'll put that journey on hold and get back to the one that matters, Fourth Wing, um, and dive into episode three. Yeah, let's do it. So I am so excited to get into these episodes. Can I say these three episodes have been, or episodes, chapters have been the best chapters we've read so far? It's like, only going to get better. I know. I'm so excited. Like the story's wrapping up. Things are just getting good and hot and amazing. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it. So chapter seven, start with the synopsis. Violet has been hard at work prepping for the challenges ahead. On an evening where she's collecting supplies, she overhears a discussion by an illegal gathering of the marked ones. Though they seem to be just helping one another, it is clear they have it out for Violet. Once she finally thinks she's alone, she comes out of hiding, only to be faced with Zayden. After their exchange, he seems in no rush to kill her after all. Maybe there is more to him than meets the eye. Ooh. You're very good at these. I lo- I honestly, I look forward to your chapter synopses every single week. Thank I you. I think it's a nice little talent of yours that, Thanks. I don't know, I think I think our listeners are going to enjoy your interpretation of I what happened so. in, this, in the I chapter. So. I like. I have fun writing them. I actually forgot to write one once and I was like, oh my God. And it like <laughs> dropped everything. And my husband just looked at me like, what's wrong? I was like, I forgot the synopsis. <laughs> it was very dramatic. Um, but here we are. Let's get into our pre-chapter blurbs. And this chapter for chapter seven, we actually have two pre-chapter blurbs. So we have addendum 5.2 of the Biscayeth War College Code of Conduct, which says, in the best interest of preserving peace within Navarre, no more than three cadets carrying rebellion relics may be assigned to any squad of any quadrant. And then we have addendum 5.3, which is in addition to last year's changes, marked ones assembling in groups of three or more will now be considered an act of seditious conspiracy and is hereby a capital offense. This is very dramatic. It is. And my first thought, I was like, what happened? Like, why yeah. did they have to write this addendum? Again, like, not what? even a thought that crossed my mind. <laughs> not even a thought. Honestly, the only thing that really, truly crossed my mind reading this once more was what the heck is the Bisgayeth War College Code of Conduct? We know the codex, the writer's codex, and as we also know from what we've read so far, the marked ones have to be writers. Right. They're all in the writer's club. Right. Wider's (laughs) We're going to have a blooper reel of all the time. We we say wider's? (laughs) Or squibes. Squibes. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to develop like speech impediments, I guess. (laughs) Probably. Oh, man. So, you know, that kind of jumped out at me because we've never heard of the, of the code of conduct. I don't understand the necessity for the code of conduct, quote, for the code of conduct. Yeah. And also, if we go to addendum 5.2, where they say any squad of any quadrant, again, they're all riders. So what other quadrant can they be in? I don't. It's true. I don't really I get didn't, it. So. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. But Me neither, until this very, very moment. Point. And uh, yeah, so Rebecca Yarrow says, some questions yeah. to answer us. <laughs> Okay, so let's jump in. Last week, we ended with Violet being super confident that she knew how she was going to survive. And this chapter opens with Violet traipsing through uh, shrubs and trees and tall grass. And tell me if this is not giving Hunger Games vibes. It it totally is. I didn't make that connection, but like, I yes, absolutely. The the berries, yeah, the poison exactly, berries. Yeah, exactly, the poison like, berries. This is 100% yeah, yeah. Hunger Games. It is, it is. 
I love it. As she is hunting, or I guess not foraging. really hunting, foraging, that is the word, um, she's approached by two hooded figures, or she sees two hooded figures. Yeah, and even before this, she is kind of mentioning the t- tinges of pain that she's feeling mm-hmm. from her shoulder not mm-hmm. being um, healed yet, and I was so impressed, but also not surprised given what we know about her mm-hmm. so far, that she is in this pain, and I guess, you know, if you're a person with a chronic illness, you're used to a certain degree of pain somewhat constantly, but not only is she being really physical climbing these trees, but she's also, you know, as we learn, still training with Rhiannon. Yeah. So she's really pushing herself. Yeah. That's one thing I actually, I love about Violet is like, I mean, she has this chronic pain and she's lived with it, but she's also learned to live, like learned to live with it and learn to work around it. Yeah. That's something I find like so admirable of her. Like she, yes, like we know she's small, we know she's frail. It's said a lot in the books, but like she doesn't look at that as a, like as something that's going to stop her. She's like, okay, this happens. How do I, how do I work around it? And she's just like pushes through and, and finds solutions. And like, I find that so cool about her Uh, absolutely she has this can-do attitude like she doesn't want to be there necessarily no exactly she knows she's got to be there she has no other choice so she's making the best of it yeah she's just like we're gonna do this this is my situation I'm gonna push through like I want to push through I have no choice and I'm gonna figure it out and yeah Yeah. which is like fantastic because like if I make comparisons to other characters um like Akatar. Akatar spoiler mini spoiler you could skip ahead um but Feyre is like The biggest thing, and it frustrated me, is, like, her thing is she was constantly complaining, like, I'm a human, I'm a small, weak human, I'm poor human, and I can't read. I'm just an illiterate, dumb human. And she, like, kept weighing on that, and I was like, okay, you don't know how to read. Figure it out. Ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah. Stop dwelling. Tamlin offered to teach her how to read. I mean, okay, fine, maybe he was a bit sassy about it or But he did offer. He did. He did, and she she could have had she could have found a workaround and like refused to, and instead Pride. just like dwelled on it. And I Absolutely. was like, "Girl, I'm over it. I'm over it." Yeah. So it's just nice to see Violet like being like, "Let's find a workaround. Yeah. This is my life. I'm gonna figure it out." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just have a lot of respect for her. I love her as a character, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sorry to interrupt what you were saying before about how Violet spies two yeah. hooded figures mm-hmm. approaching the tree that she is climbed in yeah she is sat in (laughs) and uh it is Aiden it is Aiden obviously it's Aiden and Aiden he appears everywhere like (laughs) Violet turns around hi Aiden yeah and uh Imogene so my stomach like dropped when I read that yeah I was just like (laughs) very exciting she's stuck in a tree yep she sees them approach and her first thought is, oh my God, are they lovers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. We both have to think back a very long time. Yeah. But like when you first are starting to like someone, even if you haven't fully admitted that you like the mm-hmm. person or nothing has really... Oh, even, you notice. You, you notice, notice every single... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a girl. So I met my husband, first day of university in math class, and I always sat in front of him. And always made sure, ladies, this is a trick if you're slightly psychotic, but it worked, <laughs> is I would sit right in front of him. I'd always wear a nicely cut top. <laughs> and I would always have my hair washed 
fresh that day. Like, and all, always a little bit damp. Like September, you can get away with having hair that's slightly damp. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be, you know, dry because it's cold outside or mm-hmm. whatever. So my hair was always slightly damp, so it still smelled of the shampoo. And I would like, so I'm sitting in front of him, and I would just like sometimes like what? toss my <laughs> toss my hair so that he would get you know a That's whiff so of this nice smelling shampoo, and you know because they say again like I didn't think about it this I mean I just thought oh like he'll think I smell nice and like it'll catch his attention or whatever but like now. Uh, with my wisdom, I know that smells are really tightly associated with your memory. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> He'll remember me. Yeah. Anyway, but all this to say, there was a girl that he knew from high school. I didn't know that he knew her from high school. Okay. But she would sit, there would be like him, someone in between them, and then this girl. And this is the way we, yeah. I, I don't know, we always like sat in the same spots in this math class. And um, he would talk to her because obviously he knew her. And I would... Right. <laughs> like, I think, like, I only knew his name or something. Like, you know, he was the guy, the guy who sat behind me in math class who would always turn bright red whenever the teacher would teach, like, a new concept because he was so stressed about it being difficult or whatever. And, like, I bar- like, I had no reason. Yeah. Violet has spoken to Zayden more than I spoke to Justin at the time. And I was so, so jealous of this girl. For sure. So. I mean, I I get it, though. Because, like, even when I first started talking to my now husband, like I met him at a hockey arena. Yes, I know, very Canadian. Um, and I worked at the front desk and this team, the this team of boys, which Justin was on the team. Yep. That's how Mir- me and Miriam met through our, our husbands. Um, but the parade of girls that came to watch this team, like every week, there <laughs> who was are just, nearly all now married who, into the friend group. I know. Yeah. So it wasn't like a revolving door of girls, but there was so, so many. many of them. Yeah. And I didn't know who was with who. I could. I couldn't make those. I couldn't draw those conclusions because, like, the team would walk in, and then there would be a parade of girls, and they would go upstairs and watch the boys play. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't. I don't know who has a girlfriend and who doesn't. Like, it was just, I didn't know. Yeah. So I understand. Because, like, you do, like, you're, watch. You're, and you, your mind you kind of runs things. away with you. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So we feel you, Violet. Anyway, all that to say. <laughs> <laughs> so Violet, what we realize um, as more and more people start to approach this famous tree is that Violet is unexpectedly caught witnessing a meeting of the marked ones. Mm -hmm. And as we know from our pre-chapter blurb, this is highly illegal. Yeah. So we're listening in to this conversation. And as all these kids are talking, young adults are talking, I was just like, I, I noticed like maybe a page before Violet, but I was like, oh my God. They're just there to help each other. I know. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. I love it so much. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, me too. I mean, as you know, our listeners will now know and probably have established, um, you are a much more intuitive reader than <laughs> I am. And I, so for me, the whole time, I was just so nervous. I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, what's going on? Why are they all gathered? Um, and then when I found out that big scary Zayden was actually just helping them, I was just like, I was, I was the TikTok meme that was like, bang, 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 take my money, take my money. I was just like, I am, that's it. Yeah. Zayden. Bought in. Yeah. yeah. I just, I want I you, you. your, your little, your, your big little heart. I know. I, I just, love it. And like, I know the marked ones are supposed to be like the enemy and they're not well liked at the school, but like, 
and they're not well liked at the school, but you see this and I'm like, how can I not root for them? Like, I, I love an underdog, first yeah. of all. So I'm already like immediately drawn to that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, they're just trying to get by a situation that they were forced into. Absolutely. Like, which I still think wrongfully so. So it's yeah. just like, oh, anyway, it, it, made, it warmed my heart. So I, I mean, me too. I thought that it was so sweet, especially I'm, I'm, yes, I love an underdog story, but what I actually love so much, it makes me so weepy when I see this on the news or on Instagram or whatever, is the paying it forward. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you see the little stories, anyway, love that. Well, like the journal we talked about last week, right? Exactly. Like like the journal last week. Brennan did it for Mira. Mira. So Mira is doing it for for Violet. Violet. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm reading this and I'm saying, wow, okay, I can only imagine what a hard time Zayden, Garrick, uh, Imogen is a second year. Uh, so, okay, let's just say Zayden and Garrick because yeah. we know them so far. Um, they must have had a terrible time their first year mm-hmm. at Bisgayeth, um, because obviously they are now forced into this like death camp of a school and, you know, they have to toe the party line where you know obviously they were they had grown up with a completely different worldview so there's first of all that aspect on a personal level that's difficult for them Mm -hmm. but then also they are antagonized constantly I'm sure sure. by everyone else so the fact that they these these two you know from what I what we know there's you know others for sure but let's just use them as an example the fact that they are like okay we had such a hard time we are going to make sure that other people in the same position as us have an easier time. Yeah. Love that. I know. It's so, so sweet. sweet. I love it. We're um, going to need uh, a thesaurus because all we say is it's so sweet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want another word. I just, it's so sweet. It is. Um, and then all the while this is happening though, Violet is like commenting on Zayden, how she can't see his face, the sound of his voice, just everything, like her her focus is solely on him. Yeah. And I love every minute of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This girl has it so, so yeah. bad. So, okay, on one side, or to begin with, we have this, we're all like hard eyes over Zayden helping out these, these you know, new students, whatever. And then he goes from like sweet, caring, you know, helping the underdog to being a hardo with this poor kid who, you know, had the gall to be vulnerable about his fears, you know, being in this, like I said before, death camp of a school. Like, this poor kid had the nerve to express his feelings, and Zayden's like, too bad. Yeah, like, super tough love. Like, extreme tough love. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it for him as well. He's expending effort and energy helping Mm -hmm. out these first years and he's not going to waste time on someone who doesn't have that survivalist mentality for sure i get it but at the same time this poor kid like yeah i know know. give him a hug yeah give him a break (laughs) be like i get it i was you once but grow up i don't know something and then they move into one of them says when do we kill violet and zayden just comes in and like protects her without like indirectly protects her but he's like she is mine. She is mine. <laughs> she is mine. I will do what I see fit in the time I see fit. He's like, don't touch her. Like, he's super protective yeah. without, like, making it too obvious. But yeah. I'm like, okay, Zayden, I see you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then a little bit later on, he actually defends her further by bringing up Brennan. Mm-hmm. So, um, which that's weird. Which I don't even remember. Oh, you don't? But, yeah. Yeah, but, he said something about uh, that she is, well, it's after Garrick s- says 
you know, something that I know you, you love. <laughs> so, um, he, after like Garrick says his little spiel, um, Zayden goes, well, she was Brennan Sorengale's right. sister. So she has just as much of a reason to hate us that we do to hate her. Right. And so I was just like, oh, okay. Um, Interesting. I'm getting whiplash, Zayden. Like what, okay. Okay. what's your position? Like, yeah, yeah. do you, she's mine. Like I'm going to take care of her in like the, t- you know, mafia take yeah. care way or, you know, is he defending her and saying, well, no, like, she actually is just as miserable here as we are. Right. Yeah. Right. And then Garrick yeah. says my favorite line. Yeah. Because, <laughs> okay, before I, I get into it, I thought I was overreacting in chapter one when I read about the marked kids and I was, like, losing my mind. But I wasn't because oh. it's a theme throughout. So Absolutely. I had the right to call it out. Um, also, you were allowed your feelings. <laughs> But yeah, Garrick says, uh, punishing children for the sins of their parents is the Navarian way, not the Tyrish. And I just loved it. Yeah. I was like, that is right. Yeah, absolutely. It's giving uh, when they go low, we go high. Exactly. And it's like, it's just so level-headed. And emotionally mature. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) maybe too emotionally mature for a 20-year-old? I mean, I'm almost 30, and I <laughs> do, don't think I possess that level of emotional maturity. I know, I know. But then, like, okay, so there is the aspect of, like, um, kids who have gone through a lot, like, tend to grow up faster. Like, yes. who have gone through a lot of trauma, whatever, like, or, or yes. put into situations where they have to grow up. They do grow up. So, like, okay, a 23-year-old being that mature, like, maybe. But then part of me is like, yeah, but also this is, like, a theme in new adult writing that like these women who are like middle-aged women write 20 year olds way mature beyond their their age yeah but then but I don't even I don't even want to harp on this too much because Rebecca Yaros does such a great job writing 20 something year olds like generally I know that a lot of other authors sometimes get some flack over um either banter or kind of relationship I don't know you know like she does everything else so so well that I can hand her making a 20 something year old (laughs) Too, too emotionally mature. mature. Like, you know what? Like, I will take it. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. And and just the other week we were talking about how great uh, she was writing, like, a first love from a 20-year-old's perspective. Yeah. So it's not to harp on that at all. Yeah. But it was just, like, a bit that balance was like, oh, that's really mature. But it's also a yeah, trend yeah. in yeah. this type of book. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, for sure. I loved it. And I ate it right up. So. <laughs> yeah. So Zayden dismisses the group. Yeah. And Violet sits there and she counts to 500. I have never tried to count to 500. I don't have any desire to try to count to 500, but I can only assume that it is not the easiest thing to do. I would have lost my way somewhere in there. I'd be like, what number was I at again? Yeah. Yeah. Or I would have just given up. I'd be like, okay, this is too long. I'm just going to... Just jump down. Yeah. Or climb down. Risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) Go. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when she finally does go down that tree, she is grabbed by none other then seated. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? Slash, I mean, whatever. So, I don't know what is wrong with me, but the fact that he pins her down and then has a knife to her throat, I was like, whew. Oh, yeah. Zayden. It's, a knife to the throat is so hot. In, in fiction. In a book. <laughs> in a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so hot. No, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yep. I couldn't get enough. I, this, from here on out, the rest of the chapter... It's just everything I needed. Yeah. It's so good. I know. I know. We get an introduction to little Zayden Violet banter, and I am here. Yeah. The banter is so good. The 
just everything, the fight, the everything. I didn't even take specific notes because I was so wrapped into like I know. I had it. such a hard time taking notes I know. at this point. I just got lost. I was, I was like, just like giggling like, at my book. Yeah, same, same <laughs> stupid smile on my face. But we did learn something yeah. super important yeah. uh, right about now in the chapter. And that is that Zayden is a shadow wielder. Yeah. And that this is a very rare signet power. Right. What did you think about that? Well, so I don't really get what it is. Like, I don't get, like, to me, a shadow in life, it's a non-tangible thing. It's just a lack of light, right? Yes. So, like, I have trouble actually, what does it mean? What What does he do? What do the shadows do? I don't understand the power. This is, this is, okay, fair. Um, so, a, I guess you can call it a trope of romanticy. Okay. At least the romanticy that I've been reading. Uh, there's always a shadow daddy. <laughs> There's always, yeah, there's always that. a shadow wielder. So, um, I mean, we've got Azriel in Akatar, we've got Rune in Crescent City, and we've got um, Dorian in Throne of Glass. So I'm, I'm kind of familiar, <laughs> I'm kind of familiar with okay. um, shadow wielders. But uh, if you think about, you know, maybe a more commonly known um, reference is Peter Pan. Right. Peter Pan's shadow was sentient. Yeah, yeah. So, in and around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you okay. can kind of think about it like that. Yeah, I guess because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see, like, what that power actually is. Like, yeah. what does manipulating shadows do? Like, what can you do with it? Because I, I am reading Akatar, Yeah. But I'm only on the third book. So, yeah. like, Az hasn't shown me what he could do yet. Right. So I know that he's a shadow. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, person. we haven't gotten his book yet, so we, we don't know... Much. Much. Okay. There was a bonus chapter to Akasif, which is in his perspective. Oh, okay. So we get a tiny little glimpse into... Okay. So it's coming. It's coming. But, okay. So there's a lot of speculation. Okay, sorry for this tangent, but whatever. SJM universe. <laughs> Spoiler-ish conversation. Um, there's speculation on who the, the next Akatar book is going to be okay. following. So some people say it's Elaine. Everyone really wants an Azrael book. Yeah. Maybe their book is going to be combined. We don't know. There's a lot of people who mm-hmm. like them together. Interesting. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Where yeah. I'm at. Anyway. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all that to say, as you can tell, mm-hmm. I'm very new to this uh, romanticy genre. It's okay. So I'm bringing I'm, you I'm, to I'm, the dark yes. side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning as I go and I'm trying to fire through the books, but there is so much content out there and lots to catch up on. <laughs> There's no reason to rush. No, I know, I know. I'm enjoying it. It's it's great. I love how Zayden is helping her. He's giving her advice, yes. you know, particularly with the daggers. Yeah. Um, and this is when you get the sense that Zayden is actually starting to really see Violet for who she is. And that he notices that there's a spark of something in her, that yeah. little fight in her. Yeah. And he gives us this line that's a lot of fourth wing fans love and it's when he says you look all frail and breakable but you're really a violent little thing aren't you and yeah you just despite this like very high risk situation she violet has just witnessed a very illegal activity and she's with satan who she knows wants to kill her but she's kind of attracted to Mm -hmm. you know in all of this she's still bringing up how beautiful (laughs) (laughs) she can't help herself and um yeah the end of this chapter just had me just cheesing. I was just, yeah. I had this stupid smile on my face. I could not <laughs> help myself. I just, you know, this is my third time through chapter mm-hmm. uh, seven and, you know, I still had the same reaction. I just loved it. Yeah. The way they call out at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. I love them. 
Okay, so awards. Okay, awards. First, romance. So there wasn't like really romance, so I kind of substituted it for like love slash humanity. Um, and again, I'm going to just reread the same quote. Um, her mom is responsible for the capture of nearly all of our parents, not her daughter. Punishing children for the sins of their parents is the Navarian way, not the Tyrish. And it's just such a like, what I think should be basic humanity, but it's something we get wrong so much in life. And I just love that he is standing for something um, that I think is beautiful and uh, in a way, love. Yeah. We love our Garrick. Choose love. So my most romantic line is just because it reminds me of a rom-com, like the little banter. I just loved it so much. And it's the last line of the, or the last little chunk of the chapter, like we were saying before. And it's when Zayden goes, no, get back to bed before your ringleader. (laughs) No, get back to bed before your wingleader realizes you're out after curfew. And she goes, what? You're my ringleader. (laughs) It was really cute. I just like, I could just imagine her sitting there like, kind of turned on, kind of frustrated, gawking at his disappearing, you know, self. Yeah. So he's just walking away and I could I could just imagine a self-satisfied little grin on his face as he's walking away. Yeah. And it's it's super cute. It's it's a scene that I could picture so clearly in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it it was adorable. I loved it. Like the way she calls out at the end was very yeah, just very rom-com. Very rom-com. Loved it. Yeah. So next uh, funny. Um, so it's just a line that kind of made me giggle. Um, after Violet throws the daggers at Zayden, he's like, you should show that little trick to Jack Barlow. So it's just the banter is great. And also I want her so badly to stab Jack Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> so it made me laugh. Um, yeah. My funniest line was um, when she goes, if he's going to kill me, I'm not going down to some simpering little beggar. Let me guess. You could smell my perfume. Isn't that what always gives the heroine away in books? And it's just like, <laughs> she's just so irreverent. Yeah, I love it. And I just, yeah, And I it's love a that. cute little, like, nod to readers, too. Yeah. Um, now, spicy. Ooh. He reaches under my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you I wrote? What? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> he reaches under my cloak and slides one blade into the sheath at my thigh. Okay, no, so I kept going, then pulls back the side of my cloak and pauses. His gaze locks onto the length of my braid where it falls over my shoulder, and I could swear he stops breathing for a heartbeat before he slides the remaining dagger into into one of the sheaths at my ribs. Oof. Yeah. For, For me, yes, okay, when he, like, slides the sheath at her thigh, yes, obviously, that is very, very spicy. But when he stops breathing, like, he's so aroused. Mm-hmm. That he has to, like, he... he but he needs to take a, a beat. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was like, yeah, it, oh. is it is. I just, I feel like he's such an intense, like, starer. Yeah. That when, he's as tar- he's... tall, dark, and handsome. I know. And I could just picture, like, as he's doing it, he's, like, staring into her soul. And I'm yeah. just, like, getting so, like, whew. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yep. We love it. We love it. We love it. All right. Let's get into chapter eight. Okay. So, we're going to read the synopsis for chapter eight. The chapter begins with Dane and Violet's stroll to the kitchens, which seems to have become their daily routine. They banter. Dane tries to convince her to leave, all while thoughts of Zayden keep entering her head. We attend a brief on dragons, just before finally entering the challenges. 
Violet's work with poisons proved to be useful over the next few weeks, but then a shocking twist of events when Zayden approaches the mat to face her. (laughs) (laughs) I am just, you know, I am just so, I don't know, I feel like I'm just so, I become dumb. (laughs) I just, ugh. When Zayden's involved. (laughs) Yeah, I just just love this book so much. Okay, so pre-chapter blurb is from the effective... <clears throat> the pre-chapter <coughs> sorry the pre-chapter blurb is from the effective uses of wild and cultivated herbs by captain lawrence medina and it says there is an art to poison not often discussed and that is timing only a master can properly dose and administer for effective onset one must take into account the mass of the individual as well as the method of delivery so we obviously know that this is you know we're going to be bringing in the poisons at one point because mm-hmm. we saw violet forage for them and we know she had the Book of Poisons because mm-hmm. that's one of the few books that Mira let her bring mm-hmm. into the writer's quadrant. So, um, yeah, like, we're not surprised. And we, we've we d- deduced that a lot of these pre-chapter blurbs have to do with the chapter that we're about to read mm-hmm. anyway. So I guess now we're finally going to be putting these, po- these potions, these poisons <laughs> to the test. So actually in reading this specific one, I had a new thought about these pre-chapter blurbs. I'm okay. like, are all of these from books that Violet has read? Oh, um, because this specific passage, she would have had to have read up on it to know how to administer poisons. And like, it comes up in the chapter about timing and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, like she's so well read. She spent so much time training to be a scri- scribe. Scribe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like maybe, maybe it is from stuff she's read. Anyway, yeah, maybe. Just, just a thought. Yeah. Um, it's never really specified, so I think it kind of is up to our, not our discretion, but our interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so the chapter begins in the woman's hall, and Violet's getting ready, and, I mean, we don't spend a lot of time here, but she does talk about how, like, people are getting it on in the hall. Yeah. Which, like, we already know this quadrant is very, like... Sex positive. Sex positive. We're living short lives. We need to, to like, do it when we want to, like, when the feeling comes. Um, but it also just, like, made me laugh because it feels very, like, typical, like, college dorm experience. Yeah. Which is something that you and I never experienced. Because, like, in Canada or in Montreal anyway, like, dorm life isn't really that big of a thing compared to like in the United States yeah it's not as much of a thing here in Montreal to go away for university because we have pretty good schools here locally yeah Yeah. and I mean I grew up like 15 minutes from downtown like my university was downtown I grew up about 15 minutes from downtown so it really didn't make sense for me to move out also I I have immigrant parents and they're just like yeah why would we pay for you to or why would you pay to live on your own at 18, 19, when we live 15 minutes away, like, this makes no sense. Yeah, and I I lived 15 minutes from my school, so, like, it just didn't make sense to to move out, but, so, like, my view of, like, college dorm life is purely from movies. I don't know if this is the real thing, but that's what it gave me. Yeah. (laughs) That's the the vibe it gave me, so. Yeah. Yeah. People can let us know if that is an accurate portrayal of college dorm life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're always... (laughs) 
seven years out, eight years out, like, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to tell Justin, like, I'm going to go back to university and I'm going to go stay in the dorms. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no. No, thanks. Um. Um. <laughs> okay, so here I don't understand Violet's reaction to Dane. Like, why is she still smiling when thinking about him? Last we heard, he was trying to get her into the squibe. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose yeah, and then I laughed call, at myself call it the scribe quadrant from yeah she, he tried to get her back into the scribe quadrant so it's like listen although I have to hand it to him it's very chivalrous that he wakes up extra early to mm-hmm. you know have friend time with her mm-hmm. um when he's not her squad leader um rereading it now I have the ick oh yeah yeah I have the well, ick because he doesn't leave her alone for a second but like he's following her every morning which is like I mean, I guess at this point she wants that. But yeah, I understand. Like, I get it. She's like, oh, I get to spend time with my friend. But he's like, oh, when I'm not your squad leader. Like, give me a break, dude. Like, stop taking yeah. yourself so seriously. I know. I know. Just, like, be cool. And she says, it's funny because, like, she is aware of his shortcomings because she says, even in the moments where he's consumed with trying to save me from this place, like, talking about him yeah. guiding, like, uh, walking with her and stuff. So, like, She's aware he keeps doing it. And she's already, like, in the back of her mind, is it's already a bit of an annoyance to her. Yeah. But she's still taking it. I know. And, like, honestly, I just, I again, on my reread, I could not <laughs> cope with Dane when he flings himself in front of her when a door opens. Like, can you be any more dramatic? Yeah. Like, please, I dare you. Like, give me a break. Yeah. What did he think was going to come out of this door? Yeah. I know. And he, it happens every, anyway. <laughs> It happens every day. And it's, it's actually, you know, I, I took note of this because it's so crazy how your perspective can shift when you're reading with a, criti- mm-hmm. with, with a critical lens. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're reading for pleasure, you're just gobbling up a book, or at least I am. I'm just like, no, yeah. no, 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 I just want to yeah. finish this book. Yeah. And you miss so many red flags. But when Dane goes, we have a curfew for a reason, cadet. Like, oh, yeah. ew, Dane, please, just like be cool. Yeah. And as if like he never did that. Like, well, that's the thing. So um, I wrote this down because then Dane asks about her sex life. And again, I'm like, the nerve on this guy. Um, he didn't volunteer the Amber Mavis situation. so we, And we can infer that he had been right. sleeping with her because he blushes when he refers to them being like good friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's obvious he was putting the P in the V, <laughs> as I like to call it. So like he doesn't volunteer this information about Amber Mavis, um, which was not... It was against the rules because mm-hmm. Amber Mavis is older. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a, so he's so particular about certain rules, but like not particular with other. Yeah, you know, like it was yeah. just. I'm starting to see some little Dane hypocrisy, and I yeah. don't like it. Yeah, um, I did love though that like he squirmed when when she like brought up her sex life. Like he like was like, wait, what? Sex life? Huh? Like yeah. I was just like, haha, yes, make make, make him, him uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So another thing that I noticed is I found that it was really telling that Violet didn't feel like she could trust Dane with the fact that she knew um thanks to the book of Brennan, who she was going to be mm-hmm. sparring with because we know the extent of Dane's like rule lovingness, like mm-hmm. I just said. So it's kind of crazy because you can't even Violet, who knows him so well and who, you know, thinks they're best friends, she she doesn't have faith in his ability to bend the rules for her, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But he could bend the rules, you know, when it comes to him getting some, so. Of course. Uh, uh, that's, yeah, all men would do that, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, my guess. Um, but all this to say, in this conversation... 
I really, again, now reading this with a critical lens, mm-hmm. I really was starting to see the vast chasm between yeah. the way Zayden treats her and the way Dane treats yeah. her. And I think this will be a running theme. For sure. And But already in her like inter- interior monologue, she's already comparing Dane to Zayden. Yeah. And I'm just like, yep. 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 You're figuring it out. You're figuring it out, girl. I know. Like, and at least that made me happy. I'm like, oh, she's starting to see it. Yeah. So we're like almost at the 100 page mark. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, Violet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then mm-hmm. he goes and brings up Fitzgibbons again. I, you know what? You pointed it out. You said every single interaction mm-hmm. they have, he brings up the scribe quadrant and you're a hundred percent right. And it starts off the same way. It's always like cute little banter. Things are good. And then he brings it up he has and to ruin ruins it. the scene yeah. every time. Yeah. Like every single scene. I like literally every scene has been this way. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, Dane. Yeah. Let it go. Seriously. Boring. Yeah. 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 Um, and I am lost in my notes. Just a second. Uh, so where are we at? Or finish that the I have that were the scene changes to Dragon 101. Oh, okay, perfect. I think that was... Did you have, did uh, you say everything you wanted to say? Oh, well, basically she confirms that at the end of the chapter, she's like, all right, let's get to poisoning people. So I'm like really excited at that point. I was like, okay, let's see where this brings us. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then we are in the classroom. Where we're going to learn about dragons. I called it Dragon 101. <laughs> dragon 101. Yes. I love it. Um, so immediately, it gave me Hogwarts vibes. Because it's class? Because it's a class, but it's like the way, like, so the teacher was like, so what is the best way to approach a red scorpion? magical creatures. <laughs> yeah. What is the best way to oh, approach a red scorpion a, um, tail? Like, it reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name. Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Um, that Harry had to bow to him, and then he bit Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, exactly. that is so embarrassing, and I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So it reminded me of Buckbeak. I know. Yeah. So right away, I was like, Oh my god, Hogwarts vibes. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, obviously, we both have read and love Harry Potter. So too many times. Too many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like, oh yay! Like, I, I liked being in that environment again, and also like, I love learning. So being in a classroom excites me. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more world building. It's yeah. more context for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we're, we've been building up to these dragons, so it's like finally nice to like actually learn a bit about them too. For sure. For sure. So we learn in the scene that the professor that teaches what I call Dragon One Hundred and One, Professor Kaori, is an illusionist. So this is a super cool signet, um, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, we're getting more information on the different kinds of powers people can have in this world. Yeah. Um, and now we learn about the different types of dragons. So right off the bat, we learn that, for example, red scorpion tails are the quickest at temper. Mm-hmm. For example, so it'll be interesting to see later on when different uh, cadets bond with dragons. Yeah, who bonds with what kind of dragon? Yeah, like because now what, we're starting to get into their temperament and their, yeah, what they're known for and that kind of thing. I'm curious to know like if the dragons are gonna bond with people more like minded or or bond with to, someone like, compliment? to compliment because yeah. like if they're quick to temper, like do they need a rider who's calm? Interesting. Like. You know, Not how, how, do dragon, how do dragons think? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we also learn that Professor Kiori knows how many t- of each type of dragon is willing to bond this year. So my question is, how does he know? 
Well, how does he know? I know. No one's going to know. How does, well, because he, uh, he says there's less dragons for threshing this year, right? Yeah. So there's only a hundred this year. Yeah. Um, so that's nearly 40 less than last year and nearly 30 less than the year before. Yeah. So remember that in Battle Brief, a couple chapters ago, we learned also that there's an increase in rider deaths. Yes. So maybe the dragons like know something. Yeah. Um, there has to be a reason. A reason. I know. I this right. wasn't this this information isn't given to us for no reason. Yeah, I know. Right away I was like, I wrote, like, why? Like why why is this? And the students do ask, but we don't get a clear answer. Like we don't know. Um And we also read later on, um, down the page that the wards are failing more often. So maybe this is all connected. Exactly. Yeah. Something something's a brew. In this in this Something's world. Something's afoot. Afoot. Something's oh. afoot. Um, but going back to what you were saying, it was like, how does he know how many dragons want to thresh? Like, so he says, like, the dragons let them know. Yeah. But, like, I would love to see how this goes down. Like, what? How does, Okay. You're going to find out. Because, like, I'm picturing, like, a dragon, like, lineup being like, I want to sign up this year. Like, <laughs> oh, that. Like, okay, I don't no. understand. Yeah. Like, how do they communicate with dragons when, okay, like, the technically the dragons, dragons you're going to find out. don't, I thought, anyway, from what I understood is dragons yeah. only really communicate with the rider. Well, that's what Kaka faced Jack Barlow told me. <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to come up with, like, a new insult for Jack Barlow. Every as, time. Every time Ugh. we bring him up, Kaka faced. He's just not, he's just not it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he's a great bully. He's well written for that. Yeah, he really is. He's a I good villain. I hate him. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. He makes my blood boil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was just trying to picture, like, how do they do this? Like, these giant dragons are like, yeah, I want to sign up this year. Hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm excited to find that out. Um, um, okay, so the next person that asks a question is Orally. I don't know how mm-hmm. to say, like... Orally? Orally? Yeah. Orally? Like, I, that's how... I don't know. I just think, like, Orally. <laughs> like, uh, that's how, like, Aurélie? I... Yeah. Yeah. There's uh-huh. another... In um, Crescent City, there's a character named... Uh, Amelie, but that's how the audiobook reader. Oh, and I'm like, I've Amelie. never heard that name said <laughs> yeah. like that before. Amelie. I'm so used to Amity. Yeah. Like I know so many Amities. And yeah. then, anyway, so Orly. Yeah. So Orly is a part of Violet's squad. Um, she was in the sparring ring with Riddick last right. chapter. Or right. not last chapter, last yes, episode. Yes, yes. And we have another representation. So I'm not sure if you caught on this. I didn't. It, I really have to give the shout out to a podcast I read. I read a podcast <laughs> I listened to, um, and I don't even remember which one mentioned this, but um, she says that she uh, cannot sit still. So somebody okay. kind of pointed out, oh, this is a representation of someone with some sort of attention right. deficit disorder. Right. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool that I thought I would point it out. In that case. is interesting. Yeah. There's cool. a, there's there, We will continue to see a lot of representation in um, this series, and I just thought that this was a really subtle way, again, of this is not the character's defining quality. It's just, just something that something Violet she observed. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I, like, read it, but it didn't, Yeah, it like, wouldn't, but that's, that's exactly what's so great about having... Yeah. Like, to me, that is representation done well. Yeah. It's just part of life. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So after uh, a bit of discussion on the wards, we get a massive nugget of information. Is it the same as you think? Zayden's dragon? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, how do you pronounce its name? Segale. Segale. It's like scale, but with a G. Segale. Okay. I'm going to butcher that a couple times throughout, I think, until I commit it to memory, but I will do my best. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we find out that Zayden's dragon, Segale, yeah. uh, was 
a previous rider of this dragon was a relative of Zayden's. So I was like, was it his father's? We don't know. We don't know. We that, don't know. that was where my brain went. I don't even know if his father had a dragon. I'm just assuming that he did. But I was just like, whose dragon was it? I didn't know that they could bond again. I also. Well, dragons are long lived. Like we're long lived. Yeah. We're going to find, we find that out later on in the chapter. So, I mean, I guess it's natural to think, cause I think they were talking about uh, the black dragon, the yeah. only other black dragon that they know mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. in the veil who is not ready to um, bond. bond this year. But that black dragon is 100 years older, just about 100 years old, yeah. and that is considered middle-aged. So if you think about it, let's say they're middle-aged, so I guess their life expectancy is like 200. Yeah. Well, <laughs> humans don't live that long. No, I know. I, I guess I just never thought they would, like, rebond. Well, Like, I thing. thought they'd have a rider and, like, either die with the rider or that's it. Like, I never thought that they would yeah. go again. Well, that's what we kind of learned later on in the chapter, which is that, um, that particular black dragon lost a rider five years ago and has not been ready yet. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I guess maybe the way that they, maybe in a dragon's lifetime, they might have like two or three riders. Like they won't permanently or consistently have a rider. So basically right after we learn about Zayden's dragon, they do bring up the black dragon because Jack Barlow wants it or whatever. Yeah. Um, to me, this is like ding, 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 like more sirens, alarm bells of, Kaka Jack's total unhingedness. Yeah. Because he, like, wants the black dragon. Yeah. But right away, I was like, oh, my God, they're spending so much time on this black dragon. Is it foreshadowing? Is it going to be Violet's dragon? Um, because its strength is cunning. Yeah. And Violet is so smart. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, they'd make a perfect pair. But anyway, that's to me. Just me speculating. Um, yeah, but Professor Kiori tells the class, like I just mentioned, yeah, I that know. this dragon has not agreed to bond. I know, but, you know, I feel like dragons are going to change their mind after she presents herself because I think she's that badass. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we'll find out at and some I, point <laughs> in this book who she and bonds with, if she bonds with a dragon. I also wrote, I hope the black dragon eats Jack. <laughs> <laughs> they don't eat humans. Well, I want him to. Okay. Um... So we also learn that, we learn a little bit more about signets. So we yeah. learn that signets are a result of the unique chemistry between a dragon yeah. and a rider. So we learn later on that this black dragon's last rider had a siphoning mm-hmm. signet. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the next rider will have that we'll same have signet. That, yeah. So I thought that that was really interesting. And we can infer that since Zayden's signet is super impressive, he must have a very strong bond with his dragon. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Is there like a list of signet powers out in the world? Like has sure she one. made one? She probably hasn't. Or like someone's gathered it. Yeah, someone's probably okay. gathered it. I like, I want to, maybe I'll learn, wait. I'll wait. Yeah, we're going to learn so <laughs> many. I, keep in mind, you know, we haven't even started the challenges yet. So no, I know. We're going to we're gonna learn. Gonna I'm just, learn I want to know all the powers, possibilities. I know, I know. So we learn about all of these signets and we learn about, you know, this black dragon's previous rider. Um, and that his last rider died because he basically like had a burnout. Well, he tried to resurrect somebody. Exactly. And, but in doing that, he kind of consumed, over consumed his own power. Exactly. And died from it yeah and right away though i was like oh my god he tried to resurrect brennan i know i was like oh well, the professor did like, i know i know look, look at, at her yeah. and I, right away i was just like oh my god it's like overcome with emotion um but then also just makes me want to know like 
oh my god, who was this writer? Yeah. Who was Brendan to this writer? Yeah. Why did he try knowing that resurrection like isn't possible like why yeah. did he even try that like so a lot of people think they were lovers that's what was my thought too i was like they're best friends <laughs> no i was like they must have been his lover because why else would you sacrifice yourself like yes a deep friendship but that was like my autumn like my first thought mm-hmm. i was like oh my god maybe he was it's because i've been listening to an audiobook of another series yeah that has a very 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 strong best friendship okay at its core, yeah, where there's a lot of sacrificing okay. happening for the friendship, yeah. That I thought that they were best friends, but it's like you are in the majority, thinking yeah. Because I just, I mean, I just thought like this other writer who we know nothing about, like, just couldn't live without Brendan, so he didn't even yeah. care yeah. that he probably would die doing this. Like, I was just like, oh my god. Anyway, the whole thing, like, I mean, the whole thing. It's like two sentences but the whole thing just the like concept, oh, the idea my yeah. heart <laughs> i know i know so they conclude their uh class and uh the do- the doctor the doctor the teacher <laughs> the teacher uh like kind of talks to violet afterwards and we do find out it's brendan and whatever and he talks to her and compares her to her siblings which is something she has been through her entire life but he compliments her and he says, not all strength is physical. Yeah. And I was just like, I love this man so Me much. Too. I mean, really, this is only the second person, you know, in this school who we have on side. I know. We have Professor Devera from yeah. Battle Brief and now yeah. we have Professor Kaori. And yeah. I just think that's... And well, the, the healers too. Right, but I'm saying, but they're not part of the Riders no, Quadrant. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, I'm saying like within the Riders yeah, Quadrant... Yeah, yeah. We have, she has two people who believe in her. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I know. Yeah. I love it. Warmed my heart. Me too. Okay. So the next scene, Violet is at the sparring gym and I love the fact that Zayden has a look of sheer boredom. Um, <laughs> like this man could not be bothered like in the slightest. Yeah. And I just have a feeling it's cause he's actually confident in Violet. Like as we saw in the previous chapter when he realized, you know, you're, Oh, everyone thinks you're frail, but you're really a violent little thing. Like, this guy has faith in her. Yeah. Love it. Love a guy who has faith in you. Unlike other people. That's what I wrote. I said, as opposed to Dane, (laughs) who informs her that her opponent is planning on killing her. Like, I'm sorry, Dane. How is this relevant? Like, okay, maybe it is relevant, but how is this helpful? I know. It's really not helpful. Yeah, and then Violet notices that he's green in the face, and I'm like, Yes. Her plan is working. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before she even, like, fights or whatever, she finally does throw a dagger at Jack. And he runs away like a scared little baby. Yep. And I loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, even when she gifts him the middle finger before that and then does that. And would you believe it? But Zayden friggin' Ryerson lifts an eyebrow Mm -hmm. with a hint of a smile on his lips. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, proud of her. And it's really cute. Yeah, I exactly. Like he he wants her to stand up for herself. Like he doesn't he knows she doesn't need protecting. I love that. I know. And then freaking Dane the Pain is like, don't provoke him. Don't encourage her. Like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't cope. Uh, Dane the Pain. <laughs> and then again, sorry, you mentioned last episode or two episodes ago that Every time Zayden is looking at Violet, she yeah. like senses it and like has like goosebumps or whatever. And it, it literally said, "Prickle in my scalp." 
Like yeah, yeah. You're never going to not I know. See it. I'm just going to, like, see it all the time now. But, like, she felt him watching her. So, like, which is, like, I'm like, okay, is this because they are really, like, have this crazy bond already? Or is it just because, like, she's so aware of him, you know? Like, yeah, I don't it, know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Um, so, Violet and Oren finally hit the mat to spar, and mm-hmm. she is so freaking smart. Like, not only has she clearly poisoned him, but she's also been observing his fighting style, so she knows how to egg him on. Yeah. Um, and she wins! I know. She wins! Um, I know. Which I thought was just, and I mean, obvious. But. Yeah. But I also, I love the knife tradition. Like I like oh, that they get to that take they the take daggers. a dagger because it just feels like ha I got your dagger and then like when you see someone like decked out in daggers they're like oh damn like yeah. they're a really good fighter like there's something about it like I really like that tradition they have yeah um, but then I was also like okay this is cool it worked but how long can she possibly keep this up like how long is it going to be before someone notices that every single person a very she long fights, time apparently apparently I mean longer than I thought it would go but it's just like I was like is it really possible to keep it up without someone noticing like well someone noticed uh, well I know but it <laughs> took a while but you know what it's because everybody probably underestimated underestimated her to the point that they were just so shocked and yeah happy that she survived that they didn't even question it probably I- yeah, but I feel like realistically, like the people who were beat by her would be like, oh, well, I wasn't feeling well that day. Yeah, you but know? That, that would be a sign of weakness. They can't, they, they oh, would maybe. Ju- I, you would have to think that they'd just take it on the chin. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Fine, we'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so next is a series of kind of off screen updates of you know, her other sparring matchups. So yeah. like you said, she's consistently winning. Yeah. And it allows for, uh, I found it allowed for a subtle way to introduce different kinds of poisons and their yeah. effects. Yeah. Which I thought was she really mix, cool. She mixes it up. At least she's like really clever about it, exactly. right? Like she always does different, uh, she always uses different th- methods and with different side effects. So I thought that was really cool. And it further highlighted just how clever she was yeah. because she kind of, she did cover her tracks. I mean, mm-hmm. Dane, who watches her like a hawk, didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, but, but someone else did. Someone else did. Um, and then the chapter ends yeah. <laughs> with Zayden taking her on because her contestant or her other opponent uh, didn't show up because he was sick. Yeah. Uh, so he decides, Zayden decides to take this contestant's uh, place on the mat. And I had no thought. I was just like, ah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. I literally wrote ah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it was so exciting. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We know it's gonna be spicy. Oh, it's. I, I was just. I. I just wanted to jump in and read the next chapter. But first, we will present our awards. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um. All right. So the first uh, quote, the romance quote, um. I, I, I didn't even, you know what, I didn't even write a quote. It's just the fact that a writer sacrificed his life to try to save Brennan, knowing that yeah. it wasn't going to work. Like, just all of that. I was like, that is the most, even if they weren't actually romantically involved, like, if it was just a friendship, that is love. Yeah. And that's it. That's love in its purest form. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that is very beautiful. I also, my most... um 
romantic line wasn't necessarily traditionally romantic, but it was actually when Professor Kiori says, Violet, I top with your siblings. A signet like mine is too useful here in the classroom to let me deploy with a wing for too long. Brennan was a spectacular writer and a good man. Mira is shrewd and gifted in the seat when it comes to writing, but you are smarter than both of them. And she goes, I blink. It's not often I get compared to my brother and sister and somehow somehow come out on top. And I just, and then, oh, and then he goes, from what I've seen of you helping your friends study in commons every night, it seems you might be more compassionate too. Don't forget that. And I was just like. I know. I know. Professor Kaori, I love you. I know. He's so great. It's just, ugh. I'm not really doing a great job with it being just one line. I'm even looking at my funniest and I'm just like, well, this is like paragraphs. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Um. So funny. Oh, okay. It, again, it made me giggle. Why, Dane Aetos? Me too! <laughs> we are so in sync! <laughs> are you asking me about my sex life? No. I mean, is there a sex life to ask about? Like, so good. I also I also like when she goes, since I got here, that's none of your business. Yeah. Before I got here, still none of your business. Like, yes, Violet. Yes. yes. I know. The sass. So good. I also actually, I think I had, I, I guess I... Sometimes what I do is I write down the lines that I like and then I remove, I pick my favorite out of what's left, but I guess I forgot to do that. So here I also said, do most men forget when a woman holds a knife to their balls? <laughs> I just thought <laughs> that was good. kind of funny. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Then I found it. I have another one. And it's when, um, it's when Rhiannon wins her spar and she goes, looks like this is mine now. Enjoy your nap and pats him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Rhiannon. I want to see more of Rhiannon. Uh, and then our final award, the Spice Award. So there wasn't really that I was able to detect anything spicy. So I kind of took one from your book and went with the sassy approach. Okay. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if we have any gentlemen, listen, <laughs> let's see if we have the same one. Oh, okay. Uh, I, un- <laughs> I already know. Yeah. I unsheath both daggers from my ribs and flick them in his direction in one smooth moment. They land right where I intended, one nearly nearly nicking his ear and the other an inch beneath his balls. Yeah, me too. It just was such a good moment of like, fuck you, Jack Barlow. Yeah, and I just like when it goes, fear widens his eyes. I shamelessly grin and wiggle my fingers in a wave. Like, (laughs) yes, finally, yes. I know, I know. It's just everything I wanted. Yeah. Um, Well, actually, I still want him to pay more, but it's okay. We'll we'll get to it. No, no, this is like... um, foreplay to yes. his demise exactly take him down <laughs> um yeah oh my god chapter nine chapter nine chapter nine okay wait i have to find my synopsis okay zayden and violet take to the mat in a heated fight while violet pulls out all her moves zayden breezes through stopping her at every turn almost as though he is toying with her To Violet's surprise, he takes the opportunity to teach her a few things instead of kill her. The chapter ends with Dane and Violet having yet another argument of whether or not she should stay. Excellent. I loved this chapter. (laughs) I just want to reread this chapter. Well, you will have reread this chapter for some bonus content that's going to come out. Later this week. Yes, exactly. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Okay, so the pre, the pre-chapter the pre blurb for this chapter is Violet Sorengale's personal addendum to the Book of Brennan, and it's simply, 
I will not die today. <laughs> Loved it. Love it. It's so good. Um, I, also, I, <laughs> I like that she's like adding to the journal because like Mira added a, a little passage at the beginning and it's like she's adding. I don't know who she would like pass it on to, but it just like feels like a nice little like sibling yeah. effort now. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. For this chapter... You know how they say that like fear and arousal are very closely linked? Um, like a knife to the throat. Yes. <laughs> um, nothing is makes that more evident than how Violet describes Zayden approaching the sparring mat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 And all I have to say is stupid Dane the pain. <laughs> a little out of her league. Like, shut up. I know. Shut up. I know. <laughs> And it's just, it's all under the guise of like, I'm just trying to protect her. But it's like, dude, she doesn't need your protection. Wait until something actually bad is happening. Like, he's just walking towards her. Like, nothing actually bad has happened yet. But then part of me was like, Dane, are you jealous? Of course he's jealous. Of course he's (laughs) jealous. The same reason why Violet's jealous of Imogen. Yeah, fair. But I love how Zayden repeatedly puts... I love how Zayden repeatedly puts Dane in his place. Um, I find it's just such an alpha move. And again, like, think what you want about it, but I love it. Yeah. Um, So as he's approaching, like, obviously a lot of thoughts are going through Violet's mind. And she says a sentence that, like, she starts it off by saying, as if my body knows the truth about about my mind, the truth my mind hasn't accepted yet. Yeah. And... I was, like, thinking, I was like, oh, so she does know she's attracted to Zayden. But then she answers a sentence with talking about how he might kill her. I Again, was like, fear and arousal. I know, but I was just like, no, girl, that's not what you're feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, it takes her a long time to admit her feelings for him. Yeah. I, that's fine. I like a slow burn. I, 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 I like the, the tension. I mean, I, I hate it, but I like it. Well, I, I like living in the tension, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you'll be living in it for a long time in this book, let me tell you. <laughs> Don't sound too excited. Um, so this is happening. She's Her internal monologue is going. And I just, like, again, I can't take it. Like, right before she flicks a, flings a dagger at him, she literally cannot help herself. She has to describe him in the most sensual ways possible. He crosses his arms over his ridiculously well-sculpted chest. Like, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I know. I, Just admit your feelings, okay? I know. I feel like, to be honest, my notes were very little because I was enjoying reading it so much. Yeah, this spring scene <laughs> got me all... Um, but when he calls her violence... Yes. What do you think about that? I love it. Okay, some people think it's really cringe. I love no, it too. I love it. I, my heart like jumped. Like I was just like... Oh, I love a nip- violence. Yeah. Like I just... I love it because like she is strong. Yeah. You know? Like... Yeah. She, she has a sass to her. She has an edge to her. And no one has seen that in her, and he does. Like, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, oh, of I'm course. all for that. Me too. And first of all, I love a nickname. Second of all, I love that it's a nickname that goes to show how well he sees her. Yeah. Kind of like you were saying before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm here for it. Some people literally cannot cope with the fact that he calls her violence. That's fine. It's not for everyone. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It works for me. Like, me I was too. like, yes, yes, please call her that (laughs) (laughs) uh but the whole fight is just it's so good yeah I love that he's like kind of humiliating I mean I don't love that he's humiliating her but he's doing it to teach her a lesson yeah because he clearly wants her to improve his her skills yeah clearly her getting better 
is his goal. But then you're like, okay, but why? Like, these mixed messages this guy's know, giving us. Like, I know. I think he's confused, too. But, like, I, I also wrote that. I was like, he teaches her, like, unlike Dane. Like, Dane is just trying to wrap her, her in out. bubble wrap. Yeah. He's just like, you're too weak for this. You can't ha- handle this. You need to leave. Yeah. And he's shoving her out the door. Whereas he, obvi- Zayden, obviously sees something in her and is like, She's going to be, she's teachable. I could show her and she can do this. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, like just the fact that he believes in her is so attractive. You love that. I love it so much. (laughs) And it's the same thing with, spoiler, Akatar, the Tamlin Reese thing. Like, though Tamlin did offer to like teach her to read or whatever, it was like very with resentment and stuff. And like, he wants to wrap uh, Feyre in bubble wrap and and protect her and, and keep her cooped up. Whereas like, Reese is like, no, I need to teach you to fight. I need to teach you to read. I Like, you need to be able to survive in this world, and I'm going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. Which is, again, just so attractive. Yeah. So it's the same It's the same storyline. Absolutely. Okay, so when he has her flat on the mat, <laughs> <laughs> um, and his knee is on her back, and he whispers in her ear, like, he that he knows that she's been taking out um, her opponents in the matches, I'm like... Yeah. That is so hot. And clearly he's been really watching her, paying attention. And, you know, much more than Dane the Pain has. Like, come on. Um, And she uses the line, his eyes darken. Yes. Which is, like, well-loved on Book Talk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the the video of the guy who does, like, a perfect example of it? No. Okay, I'm sure too. Yeah, you have to show it to me. But then Violet is all of us, which goes, you are not attracted to toxic men. Oh, my God, that made me laugh so much. It's like, we are, as long as they are (laughs) fictional. (laughs) Yes. Toxicity is okay in the book. Um, But also at the same time, like, when she said that, it made me laugh, but I was like, what makes him toxic? At this point, we don't really know. The fact that she thinks he wants to kill her. They're mortal enemies. I guess, but like he's not, that's not toxic. Like that's just what she, I mean, like there's, you would have a relationship with someone who wants to kill you. Well, okay. But she doesn't know. I don't know. I just felt like I was, I haven't seen the red flags from him. So I was like, what makes him a toxic man? Like that's very interesting that you say that. Okay. (laughs) No, it's just because I see the red flags and usually we're just, just the fact that like he's okay. Yes. He's her mortal enemy. Yeah. But like time and time again, he has had the opportunity to kill her and yes. he has demonstrated that he doesn't really seem to be interested in killer, killing her. Yeah, but that her. could all be a ploy to like, make her, absolutely. to lull her into a false sense of security. Absolutely. But there hasn't actually been a red flag that he wants to kill her, is what I'm saying. He said it. When did he say it? Dane said he said it. I don't believe Dane for a second. Okay, good point. Thank you. Okay, I give that, I give that to you. Thank I give you. that to you. Thank you. Oh, anyway, sorry. I got really, <laughs> got really heated. Um... <laughs> I love that they now also, like, they, like, whispered to each other and they kind of both have each other's secrets because he calls her out on poisoning her enemy or her enemies, her opponents. Yeah. So, like, he figured it out. Yeah. And he calls her out on it in secret. And now she is holding the secret that he has illegal gatherings and he is holding the secret that she's poisoning her opponents Mm -hmm. so they kind of like it's mutually assured destruction yeah mutually assured destruction yeah so yeah i just love that yeah oh they have a little they have a little bond now yeah yeah so then zayden is teaching her where to strike and we get this little nugget about violet all the moves that he's teaching her are fatal Mm -hmm. and she 
has been actually avoiding fatally striking anyone, especially yeah. even with the poison. She's been very careful. Yeah. So, um, I just thought that that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to kill anyone. Yeah. Where I was like, it, it's very common in their quadrant for that to happen. Absolutely. But she's, she's like, I'm as not. we've seen with Jack Barlow, yeah. as we've seen. And again, it's like, she's not playing by the general rules. She's yeah. playing by her rules. Absolutely. And like in her rule book, it's like, I'm not going to kill anyone yeah. if I could avoid it, yeah. which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but it's also like that whole scene, like the tension is really hot, but yeah. the fact that he's like literally holding a dagger, he's trusting her to the point that he's holding a dagger to his own back being like, if you strike me right here, you'll kill me. Yeah. Like just the tension. Yeah. And the, oh. Also, so they're having this freaking hot, like, <laughs> sparring match. And I always have to remind myself, they're in a room full of people. I, like, there are so I, many people watching this happen. Imagine watching that. I would I would feel uncomfortable and look away. Like, I'd be like, no, this is No, I would not be much. able to. No, no, like, it's like watching a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't watch, like, on TV, in books and stuff, like, a really romantic situation is fine but in real life like I feel so awkward watching no, no, people I get do that. it well, okay fine but like make, watching people do what <laughs> like, like I know that sounded really wrong um reminder I do work in television but oh, um, okay, fair <laughs> but it's just like intimate moments um I, I don't work in adult stuff it, I, it's all fake don't worry but I have had to watch actors be intimate and it's really awkward and I just like stare at the floor like I, I don't like this yeah I guess like I'm thinking more in the sense where this is a moment that um toes the line between um like sexy yeah. and scary. Yeah. So I feel like as an observer you couldn't look away because I guess. this it could it could go from sexy I, to scary really fast. I guess. But I also wonder like do you, how much I mean Dane probably sees it, but like how much do the audience see of their chemistry? Of, of the chemistry. Like, how obvious is it? I feel Sounds like it's, like it's undeniable. I know, I know. I feel like it's pretty strong, so there's no way. But I feel like, I don't know, like, I, as a student watching that, I'd be like, oh, where do I look? Like, <laughs> like should we all leave now? <laughs> but that's just me. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, at the end, uh, he's, like, removed all her daggers or whatever, um, except for the last one he she's it for her again which seems to be his move and let me tell you it works for me every time same (laughs) every time same 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 yeah he could sheath daggers anytime oh yes (laughs) you fictional man um yeah and then i'm a happily married woman (laughs) for anyone listening we both are (laughs) um but uh and then zayden walks away but as he walks away he like calls out dane Saying, like, she could use more instruction. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Yes, Satan. Put it in his face. Yeah, absolutely. In front of everyone. Um, Again, it's such an alpha move. Like, you're her friend and you could, like, I had to step in and teach her. Yeah. Where, like, what have you been doing all this time? He just, like, oozes confidence, which is, I guess. And competence. And competence. I think competence is almost, if not equally. As attractive as confidence. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we are in the next scene. scene. So we're in Dane's room. Um. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're at that point. <laughs> well, now I am. I'm just like, again, okay. I mean, I'm reading with a more critical lens. And honestly, I what is 
wrong with myself? <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't understand how it took me to this point to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It took you 100 pages. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so we're in Dane's room and Dane is massaging Violet. So it's like, again, setting them up to have this like kind of cute, kind of lovers. friends to lovers hot moment. But of course he ruins it. Okay, but hold on, please. Because <laughs> I can tell you something. Let me tell you something. Or let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. I've had many guy friends uh, in my life. And even before I was in a relationship, yeah. I would never, ever have been shirtless oh, yeah. on a bed oh, okay. getting massaged by one <laughs> know, of these friends. Like, I know. <laughs> even a childhood friend. I know. Like, they're... Like, no. Like, I'm friends with these two siblings. Our moms are best friends. I've literally known them since yeah. I was in preschool. Yeah. I would never, no. ever no. have the guy of the siblings give me a mas- give me like, any massage, but especially not a shirtless massage room. on his bed. Yeah, like no, I know. No, I agree. I mean, but at this point, I guess like they do want each other, but like it hasn't really been established yet. I don't know. It it was a lot. But I feel like that's zero to one hundred. That, that's a very intimate. It's very intimate. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. No. Like, she's getting a rub down. This I is spicy. I know. Spicy, so, spicy. So, I'm, uh, like, <laughs> I cosplay, right? So, I go to Comic-Cons and stuff. And there's often, like, a massage booth. Like, there's a massage company there. Because there's a bunch of booths. There's a bunch of vendors and stuff. Right. And there's often a massage company. And people are on this chair getting massage. Not in shir- front of everyone. Not shirtless or anything. But they are getting a back massage in front of past like a ton of like hundreds of people walking by and last time we were walking by I was just like I don't understand how they do it like it's such an intimate thing yeah that like even I I don't get a lot of massages but I have but I always feel nervous before because I'm like I don't know this person and they're gonna be touching me and like but you don't like to be touched I I guess I guess I am specific about touching Yeah. yeah But like, because I'm like, I cannot wait. Okay, I'm counting down the so hours. Nervous. Yeah. No, but I, no. I will like say, I've never had a massage from a man. So oh, I did once, and I f- was freaking out. Really? Because so okay, on our anyway, I got married kind of t- the tail end of COVID, so there were still a lot of restrictions and stuff. Uh, so we kind of didn't want to do a big honeymoon. We did a mini one. So we did like a weekend kind of a couple days getaway thing. And one of the things we did was go to a spa. And we specifically requested, like, Scott wanted a man to massage him because he he's a big dude and he's like, I need a big dude massaging me. So I was like, that's fair. And I wanted a woman because I felt weird about a man. And whatever happened, they screwed up and they switched the roles. Oh, no. So I had this, like, big dude <laughs> come to massage me and I was like freaking out and like internally I was like, they fucked up, they fucked up. But Scott was already gone and started his massage so yeah, it was like, like I can't, you could get up I can't and be switch. Like, I was like, oh, maybe there wasn't a man available. He got a woman. That's fine. Like, I don't care. But it was the fact that then, like, 10 minutes later, a man approached me and he was like, oh, I'm going to massage you. And I was like, okay. But it was great. It was amazing. And, he, like, it was perfect. It was everything I needed. But it, the leading up to it, yeah. I was freaking out. And I, and I know it's his job. Yeah. But it still, internally, I was just like, ah. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. Um, do you listen to Armchair Expert? I've listened to only select episodes. Oh, okay. There's, so Monica talks about this massage guy in Paris <laughs> who apparently gives like the craziest massages that are like a life altering experience oh, really? and that it's sensual, Okay. but not sexual. Okay. And I mean, um, it's an intimate experience whether yeah. you're like it or not, but yeah. Anyway, it made me think of that. That's funny. <laughs> like totally random tangent. Um, that's really funny. Um, anyway, 
Back to the massaging. Yes, it was like weirdly intimate for this to be happening. For her to be shirtless and only have a bandage over her breasts. Like, yeah. What? But during this sensual massage, who are they talking about? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. They can't get away from him. So they talk about, in case our listeners have not inferred, um, they're talking about Zayden and his loyalty to Navarre. Mm -hmm. And this is actually something that I missed on my first read and my reread um but on this read i've noticed that they're that talking about dragon bonds is against the rules mm-hmm. so again this is a rule that dane feels comfortable breaking oh that's a good point so he's very selective with exactly his rule breaking as so as far as we know he's broken two rules mm-hmm. the one with amber and now this yeah. one yeah but he's very particular about other rules. so it's yeah like like i said he's kind of um Picking and choosing the rules yeah, that he yeah. wishes to abide by. He's yeah. Hmm. That's a very good point. Did you so Dane Clearly reveal, not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in this conversation about dragons and dragon bonds, Dane reveals that his dragon calf is always in his head. Oh yeah. What do you think about that? I know. I did I did make a note of I don't know why I didn't say anything. Uh I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that a dragon bond meant constantly having a link to your dragon and your dragon is constantly in your mind. Like I didn't realize that it ran that deep. I, I, I can't imagine having a second he- mind in your head. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm curious to see like more about that. Cause yeah, that's a lot. Like to have another creature's mind in your head constantly. Yeah, because like, then you're affected by their life and they're affected yeah, by your life. Yeah, because you would assume that the reverse is, is true, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I have enough thoughts of my own. <laughs> I do not need other voices in there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, so then Dane reveals that he spoke to General Markham about uh, the threats that Violet's been getting from other students. And, like, I just wrote, like, what the hell? Like, Making her seem weak, undermining her, going behind her back. Like, I just, the rage level was just, like, cranked to 11. Like, I was like, I'm done. Like, what? Ugh. Anyway. But at least, finally, Violet is fighting back. Yes. Um, I hate her negative self-talk um, mm-hmm. because she's saying that if Dane, of all people, doesn't believe in her and he knows her best, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe there, you know, there's some truth to how he feels and what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that they're finally having it out. I know. It was very necessary. I know. And oh, well, she's shirtless. Poor girl. Yeah. Trying to struggle and didn't put her even, clothes back on. D- didn't even notice that. Yeah. But again, here, Dane highlights that he won't be allowed, quote unquote, yeah. to help or save her during threshing. But it's funny, you know, so he's okay with telling her about his bond with the dragon. Mm-hmm. He's okay okay with putting the P in the V with someone who's a year older than him. Mm-hmm. But now his literal best friend is potentially... In this hypothetical situation, yeah, in danger, and he's not allowed to help her. Like, dude. I know, I know. What the hell? I, I, I don't I mean, like because I guess because in that point, like people will be watching, and like his rule breaking. Yeah, I guess we don't know the logistics whatever, of threshing. Yeah. That yes, you're yeah. you're possibly but right. Still, no, I agree. Like, it's like why is that where you're drawing the line? And also, you know, threshing is coming. Why haven't you just offered to help her through it? You know what it is. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. You know what people do during threshing. Like, you've witnessed it and lived it. Like, help her. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of time wasted in all of this. Like, the people who are helping her. Zayden, Rhiannon, yeah. Riddick. Yeah. Like, strangers. Yeah. Her best friend has done absolutely nothing. nothing. Like, yeah. what kind of friend? Agreed. 
So, um, you know what does actually make me happy, though, in all of this? It's that despite everyone around her going on about how weak she is, mm-hmm. with the exception of Professor Devera, Professor Kaori, Zayden, and Rhiannon, um, you know, like, everyone is going on and on about how dangerous the situation is and how, you know, all the odds are stacked against her, blah, 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 blah. There's that little voice inside her head that's like, maybe you can do it. Yeah. And, you know, that voice is starting to get louder and louder. And yeah. she's starting to believe that. And Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that, too. Um, there is, like, for, like, half a second, though, I did feel bad for Dane when he was talking about the, like, we'll have to watch. Like, I'm going to have to watch you die, basically. Yeah. Because, like, I was like, you know what? Like, he does care about her he doesn't want to see her die and I think his way of caring is wrong and he doesn't understand caring but I think to him he does really care about her so like for half a second I was like aw but then he says if you won't do it for yourself do it for me so manipulative (laughs) again it's the second time he says that it's the second time he pulls that card and I'm like didn't work the first time buddy let it go yeah anyway despite the opportunity being brought to her again she says she doesn't want to take it she finally, yeah. like you're saying. Well, like, her heart softens because she sees Dane's distress. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if she does listen to him and indulge in his request, mm-hmm. that she will always resent him for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Which God. Which is very yeah. short-sighted of him. Yeah. Well, it's not very smart. No. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, and that uh, concludes the chapter. Yeah, let's do some awards. Let's do some awards. So, um, romance award. Uh, so less romantic, but more just like what I thought it was a sign of love. Um, she could use a little less protection and a little more instruction. Same. When Satan same, same, same. says that to Dane. I agree. Because it's like, yeah, that's like, again, a sign of love. I completely um, agree. I put the same as most yeah. romantic line. Yeah, just like... Seeing what's best for some someone and wanting that for them and helping them towards that is so lovely. You know? Yeah. So funniest. Oh, when Violet says, you are not attracted to toxic men, I remind myself. And yet here I am getting all attracted. <laughs> <laughs> we feel you, girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put, you going to prance or are you going to strike? Oh, yes. When he's so taunting good. her. Yeah. I loved his taunts. Like, just yeah. the way he toyed with her the whole time is so good. Yeah. Um, spicy. Yep. I swallow, refusing to think of other things that are good, uh, a good fit at this angle. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about uh, Zayden being... On top of on her? On top of her. <laughs> yeah. I... I was honestly, if you want to ask me my spiciest line, I would just read the entire sparring scene. Like, I know, especially I know. the bit where he sheaths her daggers. Like, oof, uh, it was heated. Yeah, I yeah. could not. Um, you couldn't pick. I couldn't pick. <laughs> it was hard to pick. There was too many options. Yeah, but you—that was a good. That was yeah. a good phrase. Yeah, good little sentence right there. This week, we actually decided that we're going to do a bonus episode. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know or didn't know, because I didn't know until Miriam told me, um, there with the release of Iron. Flame, there was a new edition released of Fourth Wing, and in this uh, edition, there were two bonus chapters, which are from Zaynan's perspective. And one of those bonus chapters is chapter nine. The sparring chapter. The sparring chapter. So we decided that we are going to read it and release a bonus episode 
uh, of our thoughts on that chapter later this week. Yeah. Caveat. If you have not finished Fourth Wing, do not read this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Do yourself a favor because I feel really, really bad (laughs) for having... There are spoilers in it, so... There are spoilers, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um... Okay, uh, otherwise, for next week, please read chapters 10, 11, and 12. That's what we're going to be covering for episode four. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast and leave a review. It'll help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at bookboundpod and TikTok at bookboundbesties. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at bookboundbesties at gmail.com. Let's Let's get get to reading. reading.